0: As I was going down, I was thinking, what am I doing? What am I doing? And then for about a good five, ten seconds, I was underneath the water, just wiggling my head around, going, what have I become? What? What is, what is this? What am I doing? Even for me, this is tragic.
1: Happy New Year, Ben.
0: Happy New Year, Shreve. 2021, baby. Yes! Um, We're finally here. The long-awaited 2021. What a start to the year. It's been a few weeks already and it's been um, nothing short of terrible. (laughs) Yeah, more of the same if not worse. It's gone the other way hasn't it really. Um, I mean serious lockdown. The new strain. I mean we keep on plummeting into disaster but the podcast is back. Um, You know couple weeks break over the Christmas period. So I wanted to start by, you know, it's 2021, um, Shreve, and I was wondering if you've got any uh, New Year's resolutions uh, to take into uh, the
1: new year. Oh, interesting. Now, I usually try and make like one or two, so the usual get fit, eat a bit better. Um yeah, classic. I had one, classic. one year, stop biting my nails. That was about three years ago and hasn't happened. Um... <laughs> that's the thing. I mean, do you even
0: believe in them? Because a lot of them just sort of, you'd sort of say it and then it never really happens.
1: So that's where I've gone with this year. And I've gone with... You could call it a broad approach, which is just be kinder to myself. It's a bit serious tone for this podcast, but you know, it's been a tough twelve months. Just be kind to yourself. If your brain's going one day, I don't want to sit down with my parents and watch something in the lounge. Go and watch something in your room. If you're thinking, I want to eat that today, eat that. Don't eat the fruit or whatever. Interesting. So I'm just I'm going off I'm going off that at the moment. I'm just yeah. um pleasuring my brain.
0: Exactly. Well, no. And, and, and as you say, there's there's room for some serious times in this podcast. It's it's tough. It's tough out there this year. Uh, and I'm all for that, Shreve. I'm all for that. Um, I uh, have gone for a bit of a different flavour. Uh-huh. Um, and I'm finally, again, this is one, though, that I probably won't stick to. Um, but I'm going to try and cut down on my sugar levels, Shrevens, <laughs> which I've tried to do a few times before. Um, but I got stung this week. We said 2021's been off to a bad start seriously bad start for me. Um, went to the dentist the other day, Monday, emergency dental appointment. Um, oh,
1: no, we know your history of the dentist from the last podcast. You had a really hefty fine at some point, didn't you, when you were in Germany? Yeah. I, I know, say fine, I, uh, but you know what I mean. Yeah,
0: one, of the, one of the many fines. Uh, but, yeah, that was from eating uh, a Mao Amp, and we've covered this on the podcast before. I've also pulled my jaw from sh- sweets as well. But we, we, this has all been covered. But I was eating a skittle... Over Christmas, and the exact same thing happened again. Tooth, gone, conked out. Uh, emergency dental appointment Monday, 250 quid filling. Um, absolutely horrendous. Um, and yeah, I went in there and I was like, uh, look, I'm going to be honest, over Christmas, I, I had a skittle. Um, and just and she immediately yeah just well, she, even with that she was like oh you can't you can't we've been through this before she came and she sat me down she went is it bottom right six i was like yeah how do you know she was like well it's been dodgy for years that one <laughs> i was like brilliant um so uh yeah went in 250 quid filling brilliant went back to the car parking fine uh so that was brilliant as well what fantastic. the same day yeah same day um i'm sort of um playing sort of a bit of a uh, cat and mouse game with the council at the moment. I've had three parking fines (laughs) since we've been back. Yeah. Bit of a thrill of the chase, Shreve. Some people uh, bungee jump, some people skydive. My thrill is to play a bit of cat and mouse with the council. Um, So, yeah, since we've been back, I've had a congestion charge fine, £80, and three parking fines. So Um, I I have a little
1: inside scoop. Um, Our mums are in a book club together. This will make sense in a moment. They have just had a call... And I have heard your mum talking about your congestion fines and throwing you under the bus to the other mums.
0: Yeah, well, I'm not. She rang me this morning with that one. That bit of good news. Um, in the car, I was driving to IKEA to pick up this table that I've set up that we're sitting on now, and she rang me with that. I just picked two parking fines off my window, like uh, thinking, right, this day can cannot get any worse. She rings me and goes, uh, "Yeah, you've had an eighty quid congestion charge fine. Fuck!" Um, do you know what I mean? Just so, so shit. It's been a, it's been a hard week, mate. I'm not going to lie. I'm, I'm only working one day a week as well. It's just the kind of thing that I don't need to bog me down further. Um, well, you've got so all that just, yeah. time to clear up all your debts. You've got four days. Yeah, well, br- brilliant. Thanks for that, Shreve. <laughs> um, yeah, sort my, sort my debts out. I mean, I've been building tables. I, bought a, I built a lamp today. Just trying to keep busy, mate. Um, but it's just, it, I felt real bogged down today. Um, but hopefully this podcast will cheer me up. Well, on the topic of money, actually, um, it's funny as you should bring that up,
1: I've actually been saving quite a lot because I'm at home at the moment, which is great. Um, brilliant. But I Thanks did... for bringing that up. <laughs> it's brilliant. But I did get a hefty reminder uh, the other day about something. So you know how we've spoken about it before, like Spotify will do your year in songs. So what you've listened to the most. Is that another um, dig at me with the
0: Apple music? The... <laughs> Putting the knife and right in between the shoulder blades, Shreve. Happy New Year. <laughs>
1: um, so of all the people, all the companies to decide to do basically your year in review is
0: Monzo, the bank, oh, which I have an account with. I've heard of it. Luckily, I don't have an account with him, but I've heard of this. What a terrible idea that is. It's horrible to look back on your year. Um, go on. Was it Was it bad news? So I can tell you it's it's been a fruitful year
1: for eating out. Famously, not many places have been open at all, so I've had um, ten local coffees to work. So you're thinking that's all right. In second place, I've had twelve Leons. Twelve Leons. The, the good, the good fast food restaurant. And in at number one is 91 times I've visited the BBC canteen at work. 91. Ah. <laughs> oh. And get this: the shop I've been to the most is the post office. Oh
0: God, that's Dell. The post office. It's a bleak year. What do you even do? that?
1: Post stuff? Nobody does that these days, do they? I've been selling a lot over lockdown. I've been getting into a depot. Oh. Not many oh, things being so- bought, which I think says more about my dress
0: sense than anything else. But, you know, the occasional thing. <laughs> the occasional treat. The occasional <laughs> treat. Well, yeah, that is, that is... But I don't understand why they do it, Shreve. It's just incredibly bleak to look back on. That's something just you, you want to put aside. It's like... Even when people offer you, you know, a receipt after a poor purchase in, in like a bar or a nightclub, oh day were days. I'd just go no. I don't want any copy of this transaction. Leave it. Well it's Keep all it online now,
1: isn't it? So it comes up buzzing yeah. on your phone straight away. You don't have a second to think about forgetting what you've just done.
0: No, you spent yeah, it. Well, I've turned I've turned them off on mine that, West. Turned them off. Don't want to know. It sounds Deep like you've turned code. them
1: off from the council as well But the sounds of things.
0: Brilliant! You're
1: on fire tonight, <laughs> aren't you, mate? Another dig. Well, I'll tell Another you dig. what. Okay, I'll leave the digs away from you. Now, there is something I did want to touch on before we move on. Um, in the last podcast, we did have a little read and a little dig about a local pub to us, the Fox and Hounds, um, and some
0: wonderful reviews. I think it's fair to say of people really going in. Brilliant, fantastic reviews. Um, yeah, I mean, he's a, he's a character. He's a character. So what? We've had some. Uh, we've had something back, have we, Offer? Off we've a fan. had
1: something back. Um, yeah, not from him, thank God, um, because we would definitely be barred. That's for <laughs> you sure. are
0: barred. Yeah, he's yeah. <laughs>
1: not in our bar from this pop. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Alex has got in touch. He, he's been listening to the podcast, and um, he simply told me that apparently, get this, the landlord doesn't allow vinegar. In the pub because he's scared of it. What? Scared of vinegar? Does anyone know why, or is it just one of his quirks? It's not even like oh he doesn't allow it in for whatever reason. (laughs) It's it's, the vinegar's barred because he's scared of it. I don't understand it. So that is what you'll be glad to hear you're missing out on at the moment. I mean the pub's not open, nothing's open, everything's rubbish. But some good news is that you are back in London, right? Is this good news, or is it is it like the last flat where it was? Good news, but with a lot of bad problems with the flat.
0: This is pure good news, mate. Uh, I can't believe my luck. We've stumbled upon absolute gold with this place. Um, We've got carpets, you know, stuff like this. The little things. Carpets I can move in my room. I'm I'm currently recording from my room. I could never have done that in the last place. Um, It is truly, truly wonderful, mate. Um, Just off Clapham Common, uh, lovely local area, down a little quiet side lane. It's idyllic, mate. A kind of quirk is my room is kind of like a uh, sort of living in a pyramid. All the walls sort of enter (laughs) into you. Um, It's very bizarre. I've got a radiator that's sort of just... There's a very hot bit of carpet because it just leans sort of in and just points directly at that. But other than that, it's uh, it's absolutely beautiful. Got an extra housemate moved in as well. There's now four of us. Um, So my, my uni mate, Bish. Does he eat anything out of the tin? Any mackerel coming out of the tin? No, no mackerel out of the tin, but he has sort of a different um, sort of sour point that he brings. Um, it's almost like a squatter has moved in. His shit is just everywhere. <laughs> do you know what I mean? It's just his his room versus Hamilton's room. Um, so Hamilton obviously brought him up before the mackerel eater. Hamilton's room looks... You know when, like on a, on a CSI TV programme... Uh, somebody's been murdered and the room's just immaculate. There's nothing in it. Um, I think I've said it before, Hamilton's like a turtle. He pretty much just... He's got his little shell and that's all he needs. He's got a little bag and he'll just wheel it out and he'll move on to the next place. He's got about three things that he owns and a couple of T-shirts. Um, <laughs> so his room's immaculate. Um, Fish's room is an absolute bomb site, mate. It's its awful. There's shit just everywhere. Every time I know it shouldn't because it's his, his own space, but every time I walk past it, it just depresses me. There's a... Just the other day, he was in there for an hour and a half because um, he was tidying it. All he did was untangled a wire. Uh, do you know what I mean? That because his speakers were a bit tangled in the corner. That's like that's like turning up uh, to an earthquake with a dustpan and brush. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Get to the bigger issue. Uh, there's more. There's more to it. He was looking on the internet for a four hundred pounds armchair. Um, Where's he going to put it? Do you know what I mean? It's, it, that, again, it's like having a throne in a skip. You need to, <laughs> you, you need to sort the big things before you you then start to polish it. Um, but yeah, um, and the other thing that he's brought with him was a mattress, uh, a, a spare mattress, double mattress that he uh, has been trying to flog online. So his girlfriend managed to find a buyer, fifty pounds, not bad, um, and. Uh, he informed us, Bish, because uh, he was locked away in the study, working away. Uh, he informed us, right, she's going to be here at seven. Um, so can you pop downstairs um, and uh, just give her this mattress? Uh, anyway, we get this, this Australian turn up at our, our door um, and just waltz straight into our flat. You know, during COVID, no mask, nothing. Just walked straight mm. up the stairs like nothing happened. happened um, and started sort of poking this mattress It was on the landing, sort of, leant against the wall. And we were like, what is going on here? She was like, right, I'm going to have to lean on it. we're like, what? So we dragged it through to the lounge whilst she sort of laid down, trying all different sleeping positions with this mattress. One of the most mental people I've ever met in my life. Um, And then after about five minutes of trying that, stands up, goes sorry, I'm very ill, Uh, this mattress won't work for me. So we were thinking, (laughs) one, you're very ill, you've just wanted... During COVID as well, hearing that, we were like, get out of our house. Turns out she had a severe back issue. Um, But yeah, basically rolled around a bit on the mattress, couldn't really get up, flailing. Uh, But then finally, after about 10 minutes, got up, said no thank you, and left the house. Mental. Now, on previous
1: episodes of the podcast, we've welcomed my dad on with his voice notes for a PMQ. He sometimes has questions that he sends me on WhatsApp and I kind of put them out to myself and Robbo. But the good news is, well, good for him, I guess. I'm back (laughs) living with him at the moment because of the COVID situation. Hmm. So I see
0: him day to day. (laughs) Yeah, brilliant for him. Well, whilst we're on it, actually, Shreve, I just quickly want to interrupt there before we uh, re-enter the wonderful world of of Pete. Um, We have actually been sent... What I'm going to say is possibly the best bit of listener content um, we've ever received as a podcast. I'm, I'm, I'm throwing it out there. Um, okay. We've been sent a video by uh, my good friend Josie Howson, and uh, she has likened her father uh, to none other than Mr. Pete Shreve. Uh, oh, my God. <laughs> and the bit of content she has sent in is phenomenal.
2: I do have some top quality Andy house and antics that I think you'll appreciate, and it made me think of it because of Shreve's dad and I'm convinced that Shreve's dad and Andy have been separated at birth. <laughs> you know obviously my dad makes his beer, which in the beginning was questionable however um it's got better during the uh the years um anyway, he's made a Christmas brew and To up his beer game, he has bought one of those electronic temperature gauges. So, you know, the ones that are like guns, like people are using it for COVID at the moment. So you zap it at the beer and you're able to tell the temperature. Now, obviously, because my father's still working from home, he is very, very bored 90% of the time. It's just him and my mum and the dog. They're hanging out, doing their thing, working during the day. Mum comes down at like three o'clock in the afternoon. Dad's wandering around the house, zapping inanimate objects. Just... walls, windows, doors, the dog, doesn't matter what it is, everything's getting zapped. His prime objective for the entire afternoon, because he wanted to avoid work, was to find out what the coldest object in our house was. He then proceeded to ring me and tell me. Apparently, just for your information, um, it's the wall that's opposite the front door. <laughs> um, and um, then he said, I hope you have a nice day and hung up on me.
0: I mean, do you disagree, Shreve? <laughs> it's gold. That
1: is sensational. <laughs> I mean, first of all, big up her dad for making his own brews. That's yeah. cooler than my dad. Yeah, tr- I've tried some of them as well, mate, and uh,
0: they're Have actually you? not bad. You're, and
1: you're still alive to tell the tales. So exactly. They can't be that bad.
0: But I, ju- I just love everything about that. I mean, the, the whole thing, and then to find out that it's the wall opposite the door... Um, which is probably so obvious that that's <laughs> over Christmas that that is going to be... Do you know what I mean? It's freezing outside. There's, he's worked on that for hours and he's gone, oh, yeah, it's the, it's, the, it's the wall opposite that big drafty thing we open every day <laughs> to the outside world. I think it's brilliant. And then the fact uh, as well that, I mean, obviously, we're all bored during lockdown, but, you know, rings his daughter. No, how are you? Uh, you know, how's it going? Uh, just... I've been zapping stuff, I have, uh, and the coldest thing is the wall opposite the door. Goodbye, do you know what I, mean? you, what, what, can I what? What can you do with that? I, I, I honestly think it's absolutely brilliant. It just makes you realise that all
1: dads are essentially the same um, yeah. as well.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think it's absolutely brilliant. Um, however, I did, uh, sorry, stop you mid-track, uh, and you were about to give us uh, another wonderful uh, Petrieve update. Uh, obviously, you say you're in close proximity uh have been for a few weeks. He Too must close. he must <laughs> he must have uh he must have had some new classics out over the Christmas period. Yeah, well,
1: so I thought first of all, um obviously we've been playing these WhatsApp voice memos, which he sends me, thankfully not when we're in the same house, because that would lit I don't know what I'd do if that started happening. Yeah. This is actually a voice memo he sent me, I think it was probably back in autumn or summertime. Like a lot of people over lockdown, he's been learning how to do something, a new skill, a bit like you with your carrot catching a carrot in your mouth, swinging from your belt. Exactly, fantastic. another string to the bow. He's gone for a more classic skill, which is painting. Now he did a bit of art when he was younger, oh. um, sort of fell out of love with it and went for a more commercial, boring business route um, into <laughs> into work and life. It like like Fatima. He retrained. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> retrained in cyber. And so what he's done is he's started painting, as I say, and he will send me just pictures without any context. They're obviously his paintings. Brilliant. And, uh, you know, he's obviously sat around thinking for a few hours, what can I do? There's obviously stuff out there like Mona Lisa, a classic. Yeah, oh, brilliant. A bit of Monet. Oh, yeah, A bit of Picasso. Oh, yeah. Um, What I'm going to do is I'm going to really stretch my abilities. I'm going to paint a red pepper sat on a table.
0: Well, Shreve, Van Gogh famously painted a sunflower. Do you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, it's Van Gogh. It's Van Gogh. <laughs> this
1: is Pete Shreve. So he sent me this. I didn't reply for a few days. And then uh, I didn't know what to say, to be honest. And then this voice memo came through on my phone.
0: Josh, what did you think of that painting I sent over?
1: And at this point, I didn't know whether to go like the honest route, to be a bit of a tutor, a teacher, because, you know, I've done art foundation. I've done it to a very high level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, i gotcha give him some tips. Essentially, Robbo, it looked very 2D, and you wouldn't eat it if you went past it in a shop.
0: Oh, gosh. So it, was, it wasn't it was quite Van Gogh. It was it was much worse than that.
1: Yeah, so that's the level we're at. Fast yeah. forward four or five months. I'm obviously back home, and um, where I'm meant to be working from home in our study area is now infiltrated with paintings of various objects, various scenes. There's one... He's actually got a bit better, I have to say, where he's done a a scenery and it's of his friend, Andrew, right? And Andrew's there. It's from a picture of them going walking in the peaks. Oh, lovely. Andrew's stood on a rock. So he's got the rock, he's got the mountains in the back, he's got the tree. He's got Andrew's pose there looking looking fairly good. What he hasn't mastered is Andrew's face. So there's a white blob just in the middle (laughs) of the painting. (laughs) The way he's painted <laughs> over it so many times, it looks—it's harrowing to be honest.
0: Really? Is it, but that could be quite artsy, no, or is it just a, a blob of <laughs> no. shit? No, I
1: think yeah, I think it's—I uh, think it's an easy cop out for him. In fact, <laughs> where I'm sat right now, oh my goodness, I've only just noticed—they're everywhere. They're in every room. This is in a different room. Um, Crikey! Here we go. Some of his landscape numbers. That's all right. Well, I mean, I, mean, it, I can't look, see. Look, we're on Zoom, and it's yeah, a bit blur, exactly right? so, the yeah. grainy
0: picture over Zoom. Uh, it's one of the snow. That's all right. I mean, I can't tell it. Yeah, if it's Zoom that's grainy or just the the drawing. Um, but he's
1: taking it to the next level. I came downstairs the other day. He's watching. I don't know if you've ever heard of a a man called Bob Moss, famous oh, painter. I think famous I've... in the sense that he does it so quick. He's not like a Picasso, Monet. Mm-hmm. So it's like a half an hour program, and he paints this thing. And my dad's going away, going, "I know how to do that now." Absolutely not.
0: I think I've I think I've seen the one that you mean. He does like skies and, and scenery and stuff. Hence the photo, like the pictures you've just shown. Do you know me. what he's he's hit a few
1: he's hit a few good ones. He did a, a cover of a Foles cover for me, not a song. Sorry, that sounded like he performed oh God, a Foles song. No. <laughs> That's going to be the next Surely venture. <laughs> don't give him tips, Shreve. You don't have my number Yeah, too right, (laughs) I don't have your number anymore, you're blocked (laughs) So he's basically painted um, the cover of one of the albums that I love That you love as well And it looks quite good From far far away, at a glance, you know If I I turn my head very quickly, I go, oh, looks like the album cover I think the best way of describing his style And I think you could take this as positive or negative
2: Abstract
1: (laughs) Leave it at that Leave it Um, at that but it was a thoughtful Christmas present from him.
0: Yes. Well, speaking of uh, thoughtful Christmas presents, and that is, I think, I think uh, you know, he's taken his time out of his day um, to
1: paint <laughs> Just that. one
0: day. Well, it didn't just, take well, any longer. A yeah. couple of hours. <laughs> <time>. That'll do. <laughs> time out of his couple of hours and scribbled that down quickly. Um, <laughs> but, you know, thoughtful. And um, I thought I'd uh, just bring up uh, another thoughtful gift I heard over the holiday period. Um, whilst we were back home... Um, Managed to meet up with our good friend Sam Price uh, Walked outside with him And he informed me of uh, a couple of Christmas gifts He got for his little sister this year
1: Nice, now Sam is the guy behind Good intentions, bad inventions And all these weird and wonderful inventions we talk about So I'm going to guess this is a bit of a left field idea he's had
0: Um, well, yes One of them, one of them Perfectly lovely gift. The other one, absolutely mental. Um, So I'll start with a nice one. Um, Sam and uh, his little sister, Becky, are of Christian belief. Um, And so what Sam thought would be really nice is to um, write her out a a verse from the Bible so she can frame it, put it on a university wall. um, And, you know, she's got that there. Uh, They've got their faith sort of on the wall. there. I think that's a lovely little thoughtful gift um, that you can get someone. The other thing that he got her to put next to this, um, which apparently she wanted, I I don't... I I mean, Becky, if you're listening, um, fair play, but it doesn't sound like something that uh, you'd get for your little sister. Um, what he did was a nudie lady drawing. Nudie lady drawing. Um, he did it himself, looked th- this lady up on the internet. I've seen the photo. It's like a line Looks drawing. Looked the lady up on the internet? Yeah, he had the lady up on the internet and it's this like legal? one of them li- <laughs> well exactly it's like one of them sort of line nudie lady drawings um and that's just to okay. pop as you do just pop that next to the bible verse So two, <laughs> two sort of quite different flavors of that is there. extreme isn't it yeah um and from gleaning this i thought i'll sort of go deeper see what he's got for christmas in past years um and so last year i found out and this is just brilliant um Becky was about to go off to university, yeah? Um, you know, what, what do you want to give your sister at university? You want to, you know, a couple of things for a room maybe? You know, you, you wanted to have fun but be safe. Um, what Sam got her was a book on drugs. Um, this is his little sister, so <laughs> 17 at the time, maybe just turned 18. Um, and the take-home fact he told me uh, from that book... Uh, It's by this scientific professor called David Nutt of Imperial College London. Uh, And the take-home fact he uh, gave me is there is a 1 in 350 chance of serious harm, including death, from horse riding. And there's only a 1 in 6,000 chance of death or serious harm from taking ecstasy. (laughs) Off you go to university, (laughs) little sister. Have fun. Do you know what I mean? What's what's that? He, He then put... Yeah, David Nutt got fired from his role as head of the drug advisory board for the UK (laughs) government. Brilliant. I'm not surprised. (laughs) I mean, he's gone. Why don't you give up sports, sister? Do you know what I mean? Give that up. Here's some ecstasy pills. Take take (laughs) them to uni. I mean, you're safer doing that. He (laughs) is mental. I mean, what does his parents think of this? Oh, he's just a genius.
1: Oh, my goodness. I I think genius is the wrong word. It sounds sounds, genius on the side of David Nutt. Yes, sorry. Um,
0: We we shouldn't be encouraging um, the use of uh, drugs on this podcast. And we certainly are not. This is the words of David Nutt. What is he going to give her next year? I'm concerned. Well, certainly not a horse, by the sounds of it. That's out the window.
1: So every episode on Middlehood, we like to... Well, definitely I like to, and I know people listening like to find out a bit more about my co-host and friend, Ben Robinson. That's you, Ben. Yeah, thank you. Um, We've been doing this since series one. It's called Memoirs of a Leaf Blower, and it's basically called that because you started telling stories about when you were a leaf blower in Germany, um, one of your first jobs, it went horribly wrong, and all the kind of things that have gone wrong or not the way you expected in life, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, I think that's essentially it. Um, And, uh, yeah, I thought... I'd bring you another one today. Um, lockdown. It can be a time of loneliness, Shreve. Um, you know, a slight feeling of being unloved for some, perhaps. Um, certainly me, uh, you know, uh, still single um, and l- living a lonely life. Uh, so I thought I'd dig into the archives uh, uh, for a tale of a steamy night of romance. Oh! You've
1: alluded to romance before in other stories, and it's never quite happened, so I'm... I for one am excited. And not in a not in a pervy
0: way. Not a sexual just way. <laughs> supportive. Just supportive. Just supportive, thank you. Um and as you alluded to, Shreve, um, it didn't exactly go um as I would have chosen it to uh, pan out, uh, no. let's say. Um So uh let's just get right to it. So uh, basically a few years ago now <laughs> <laughs> the way you have got in with that is amazing. <laughs> But we need to just get this story done yeah let's get it let's get it done um let's let's take this one off mate um I've had it in the locker for a while, and it's time to unleash it to the world um okay. I hope you get some joy out of it um so uh this was a few years ago um I was with a group of friends holidaying on the continent um not going to ne- mention any names um or countries by the sound of it all countries. Um, this was just a place where we went. It was an Airbnb, you know, one of these Airbnbs, you can hire them. Um, and, uh, you know, we got there, this was the first night, um, sort of put all our stuff in the B&B, uh, had a few drinks, a uh, bit of this, bit of that, um, and headed out, hit the town, uh, when you used to be able to hit the town. Um, and went in, you know, few more drinks, I was schmoozing, you know me, just schmoozing away, schmoozing here, schmoozing there, schmoozing everywhere. Um, And one of, um, you know, the people in the group, um, you know, sort of, we we were getting on, getting on like a house on fire. Uh, The house was engulfed in flames, mate. Uh, It was uh, was
1: really going well. Not like the Um, time when you almost set the uh, granny annex on fire.
0: No, not like that time. Not like that time. This was a this was a good flame. This was this was it was it was conversation, do you know what I mean? It was sort of it was nice. We're having a we're having a nice time. Um so we were at the club for a bit, about sort of two AM I wanna say. Um, me and this uh, lovely, lucky lady uh headed back to our property. Now, this is where the, the the property comes in, the Airbnb. It was meant to have um a hot tub. Um, right? Um so, you know, she said to me, um, let's call her Jemima. Jemima turns to me and she goes, Let's uh, let's, you know, pop our pop our swimmers on, get in the hot tub. Um, so I think, oh, yeah, you know, sort of steamy, fun, fun, fun but steamy, little chat in the hot tub. Um, just me and her getting to know each other. Um, so pop me trunks on, uh, all excited, dart to the hot tub. Uh she's got a swimming costume on very nice um <laughs> and, and uh you know we we pop open the hot tub hot tub live and and to our to our horror um it's sort of you know it's got a sort of gangreney, it's got like oh, filth on scummy. it scummy Yeah, scummy uh, cold doesn't really work uh, just mm, not not the uh, the ideal situation we wanted you know not not the sexy situation we wanted so um she then turns to me and goes uh, well uh, you know, it's uh we we've got a, a bath in this uh property. So I think uh a bath. Okay. Turning up again. Um so we run upstairs, um run the bath. Uh that Please bit was Please tell quite... me you ended up in the sink. <laughs> no, 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 we we run the bath. Um that bit again was quite awkward though, Do you know what I mean we sort of stood there while the bath gets the temperature, popping the o popping the old hand in, checking that it's yeah, that's that's on its way. Just sound a little bit of a sort of stand there in kind of silence. Um, Anyway, we then uh, sort of get into the bath. I choose um, to be sort of one end leaning in. Unfortunately, I'm at the right end. She is sort of tap end, sort of scrunched up, sort of looking rather uncomfortable. It's quite a small bath as well. Um, So our limbs are sort of all over each other and we're at exact opposite ends of the bath. Uh, it was it was horrendously awkward. Might I just say at this point, a bath is in no way similar to a hot tub. Uh, it's <laughs> it's nowhere near as nice. Uh, from the moment I got in it was uncomfortable. Um I sort of didn't know what to say, do you know what I mean? i it was it was it was risky, I was panicking. Um so um. then um I chose to do this. Um what I chose to do, uh, because of the awkwardness, um me not knowing where to turn, not not knowing how it was going, I chose to Wash myself. Um, <laughs> get out a little sort of the the shower gel. Just pop that on under the old armpits like that. Lovely. Just give it a little shimmy. Uh, get that all off me. And then when I knew, when I knew for sure that uh, I'd put the uh, pail of water on this house that was engulfed with flames and fully killed it dead, um, was uh, you know when you do your hair in the bath and you do that little underneath the water where you sort of shake your head around like that. Um, I sort of applied the uh, the shower gel on top of the head. She was looking at me going, oh, you're not going to, you're not doing it. You know, and as I was going down, I was thinking, what am I doing? What am I doing? And then for about a good five, ten seconds, I was underneath the water, just wiggling my head around going, what have I become? What What is, what is this? What am I doing? Even for me, this is tragic. Um, so I gathered myself underneath the water, um, gathered my thoughts, popped my little head back up, stood up. Apologised uh, and went to bed. Um, God. And that was the end of that little steamy night of romance. Um, you know, it's not, it, and it's not the only time I've ended up in a bath after a night out. Uh, I thought, <laughs> you know, that seemed to go well, let's try that again on another occasion. Um, no. Equally bad. Let, let me tell you, a bath is not a hot tub under any circumstances. And, you know, I, I remain firm friends with, uh, with this uh, lady to this day, but but as I say, friends... I do not know how. Yeah, well, yeah, well, but friends. I, I killed any, any chemistry that might have become of it w- was killed that night.
1: We mentioned him earlier, our friend Sam is um, the orchestrator of Good Intentions, Bad Inventions. He comes to us with his inventions. He has, like, a few books worth of them, has not he? Oh, he's always massive. scrolling stuff down, always telling us stuff. Yeah. And we thought, we have to get him on. We have to tell people about these mad ideas that he has because he has all the goodwill in the world, but sometimes you just don't know quite where he's going with them. So it's January, and he's delivered me this one to read out to you. Now... I think he's delivered it this time because it's Dry Jan. A lot of people will be going, yeah. not going to have a drink for a month, going to stay off alcohol. You know, it's been a been a boozy Christmas, and this one is all about alcohol, brilliant, but with a twist. There's always a twist. Always a twist. So it's simply titled, Waste Beer Dregs Vodka. Already doesn't make sense. It's it's. I don't know what's going on here. There's lots of different um, liquids involved.
0: Yeah. It doesn't sound appetising so far. I mean, dirty, waste it? dregs. Do you know? Not not two things that I buy into often. He might as
1: well have labelled it bin
0: juice. Yeah,
1: exactly. So this is what he says. So the idea for this is to collect waste beer from bars and also any beer that has gone bad or gone out of date from breweries. And this is a lot. Trust me. I used to work in one. <laughs>
0: No, I, he always has these little asides to the audience, doesn't he? Yeah, <laughs> these little sort of, tr- you know, the camera. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. It is. It's. It's almost Brent like. Like, yeah, I, I worked in one. By by this idea, because uh, I used to work in one. So he's collecting the dregs of stuff
1: and um, waste beer at bars. So you think beers that's gone off and stuff. Yeah. And then what he said is he wants to make it into vodka where you would remove the alcohol from the waste beer through fractional distillation.
0: OK, he's got technical okay. there. Always gets a bit technical, so, doesn't he? Go
1: yeah, ahead. a bit too technical. Um, but then you think, right, OK, so where's this beer coming from? Is it just, like, boxes that have gone out of date? You know, you can sometimes have a beer. It tastes a bit off, but it's it's not the end of the world if it's gone off date a month yeah. earlier or whatever. You get it, you it down, drink you? it. you? You get it down. But he's gone a step further. He's thinking of having bins for alcohol waste under the bars, which are removed daily or weekly and collected to be turned back into vodka.
0: Oh, God, it sounds horrible. As you said in the...
1: Bin juice. It literally is bin juice, it is. and it, it sounds even more horrific in the contextualisation of the past year, doesn't it? Oh god! People yeah. spit bit of spittle <laughs> in the bottom of that cup. <laughs> put it in the sink. That's so it.
0: It's literally. Do you remember you used to? What was it called when you used to just go and nick the ends of drinks on nights out? Mind sweeping. sweeping. That's it. it. It's 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 taking minesweeping sweeping into mate, a bottle. Dangerous. Oh, I mean, uh, I'm I'm not convinced at this stage it's anymore. It's
1: disgusting. Um, well, he said, this is actually a real industry called refraxination, and it's how screenwash and low-grade alcohol is made already. Screenwash? Screen- <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: brilliant. A bit of screenwash. Yeah. Oh. I'll drink that. What's it taste like? This is very familiar. Where's that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it does. It tastes like the citron. Oh, so, God.
1: I think it's fair to say this is another bad invention,
0: but... The maddest
1: thing is, he's just told me this. He says recently Brewdog have announced they are making a vodka from recycled waste beer. Really? So they're doing it. I don't know if they're actually going quite to the depths of going down your local King's Head pub and going, uh, Excuse me, mate, you got any half pints that people haven't drunk that I can use? <laughs> you got any of that bin juice? Don't check that out. Whoa, 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 where are you going with that bin? <laughs> Give that air boy. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> just going around collecting gallons. Of it. Yeah. Um, so it's it's an actual thing apparently because it but it sounds hideous.
0: Yeah, that it sounds absolutely dreadful. But I mean, fair play. I always think that he should he should work for something like Brew. Brewdog are full of these big new ideas. I think they'd love a man mm. like Sam. But I, I don't know how that one's come to fruition. I've got to say, um, but it looks like he's been picked to the post with that one. Then really.
1: So that's another episode done, Ben. And as always, we do welcome your comments. I just wanted to say thank you to Royza, who sounds like... Uh, I, I went. Do you know what I did there? I actually went to do uh, a football commentator shouting a name and it came out more
0: operatic. Yeah, it was very operatic. It was quite nice, Shreve.
1: Yeah, I think I that think was so. good. So she has left a review saying, uh, the podcast excellent gives me endless laughs and I can't wait to hear more from the second series. Well, good news is, as we've just said, We're going to be back again in a couple of weeks. And I I just wanted to say we have had another comment and I do read them all. Um, And I read this one and it's from MC Acton. And immediately my mind goes to my girlfriend is uh, Mary Claire Acton. Yeah, that's her full name. Yeah. Um, And I was reading it and it's a lovely comment. Lovely. Lovely review. Lovely. Now, what I forgot was my girlfriend's name, but what I did remember was her dad's name, which is Mark. So I was reading this review going, Mark Acton has left us a, fa- a fabulous review. Maybe he's finally starting to uh, care about why. <laughs> Come do round. and having me as part of the family. <laughs> Come round to you after all these years. Oh, yeah. dear. And then, then the more I thought about it, I thought, I don't think he'd. Uh, I don't think he.
0: Ah, right, okay. It's my girlfriend that's left. But that. <laughs> yeah, it's your girlfriend that's almost in a way forced to leave a review. Do you know what I mean bit of a bit of a yeah. cop out review? But yeah, it was a nice <laughs> thought, Sharif. It was a nice thought. And uh, as a, as we say, like all these uh, reviews and uh, ratings really do help us uh, keep it going. So uh, please, if if you do fancy writing one or or rating the potty, that'd be uh, that'd be really good. Uh, good for us. <laughs>
1: Thank you very much for listening to the podcast. If you have enjoyed it, chances are your mates might too. So please do share the pod.
0: Chance will be a fine thing.
1: Yeah. And you can find us at Middlehood Pod on Instagram and Twitter. And where can people find our podcast itself, Ben? Uh, On their phones? No, not on their phones. Well, yes, on their phones. But I mean, what apps?
0: Ah, yeah, yeah, right. Um, We're on Apple, uh,
2: Spotify, Acast and, and all other reliable podcast providers. Finally, thank you.